Welcome to another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show. We talk about media, technology, business, disruption, uh, all different kinds of stuff, as we've been doing at Radio Row uh, for whenever you're joining us. Uh, probably the whole series will probably be 20 or 25 short podcasts with really interesting guests. I'm Joe Favorito, joined for this one by LJ Holmgren. LJ, welcome back. Hi, Joe. I know I'm sitting in Tom Richardson's chair, and I really feel the weight of it for this podcast. That's right. Because, sorry, Tom, we're going to talk Twitter. Twitter. So, Your so. favorite topic, Tom. Yep. So, Christine Wickstead, Partnerships Manager, Global Partnerships Manager. Partnerships Manager on our Global Content Partnerships That's a team. lot of stuff for a business It's a mouthful. Right? At Twitter. Yep. At Twitter. We try and keep it to 280 characters, yep. though. That's right. Exactly. Jersey-born. Yes. New York now. Correct. Correct. Manhattan. Manhattan. Love lives it. in Manhattan. Working for Twitter. So welcome to the Cusper Show. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Yep. So it's funny. Um, in conversations over the years with Laura Froelich and, and as this has played out, I remember, I think the first Twitter activation at Super Bowl was in Minneapolis, in the Mall of America, in this like little tiny space. And we actually brought a boxer... Uh, named Caleb Truex by he was the first person to sit on the Twitter couch yeah um, and it's really kind of evolved to a much bigger activation obviously uh, the work that Twitter has done not just with the NFL but with Major League Baseball and and smaller brands as well whether it's the National Lacrosse League or some of the other ones has really kind of played out so why don't you talk us through kind of the, the sports side or the sports engagement side of Twitter for people who may not know yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think first and foremost, Twitter uh, is really that place to join the community of, of folks you may not know or can step in someone else's shoes. I think we're here at Radio Row this year and, and really brought um, what we call the Twitter sports bar to life. We think Twitter is that global sports bar where you can join in on a conversation with anyone at any time, and it really never closes. Uh, so this year we're here and kind of built a little sports bar to play off of that because um, I really think Twitter is the place that just enhances watching sports live. I mean, we all love to watch the game live on TV or, or live in person, but having Twitter there and being able to scroll through and see people's reactions and, and different kind of hot takes or maybe going back and forth with, with that banner just makes it more fun. Um, and, and sometimes we, we can't put the phones down and, and, and watch it without it. We, once you get used to that, you really start to be like, eh, I need this. This is kind of that symbiotic relationship and things that we, we really like to see. So um, I think Twitter just enhances sports viewing overall. The perfect accompaniment, right? And so you're a part of the Super Bowl, and beyond the Twitter sports bar that you have going on, what else is Twitter doing around the Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've had a slew of things going on versus just being on Radio Row. Um, we're actually doing a pretty cool and fun, never-been-done-before type of execution with the confetti that will drop um, once the Super Bowl champion is crowned. Uh, we will actually have fan tweets printed on the confetti that will shower down the champion once uh, once they win. So think about uh, your fans cheering for your favorite player or the team actually being able to be a part of that, that experience. I think the Twitter community really kind of energizes the the NFL Twitter community and being able to reward them uh, by having their tweets be printed on, on confetti. I, I think there's no better way to kind of end an epic season we've had with, with the league. Um, so that's kind of one thing we're doing. Uh, and then on the on the flip side, more from the business side, we've had a, had a partnership with the NFL for 
They've been on the platform for 11 years, but our, our kind of business relationship really started about seven years ago uh, through our, our Amplify partnership. And uh, we'll, we'll have real-time highlights on the platform, Q&As with talent, um, different moments uh, to kind of recap the game. So there's a lot of content coming onto the platform as well. Uh, so not only are we on the ground, but we're, we're obviously on Twitter as well. And in the air, raining down on Exactly. What better way to end an epic season? I still have some confetti from the 2014 Super Bowl in New York. A uh, little piece of the trophy and the green and the That's blue. Great. So someone might still save this confetti for a long time. I think they will. Tweets. Especially now today. as one of my biggest problems is the... I understand we need mobile ticketing, mm-hmm. but the fact that you cannot collect ticket stubs anymore is a killer for me. And I actually found a company that is recreating ticket stubs for people who go to games, which really? is a really smart thing. It is smart. But anyway. Because people want... cherish that stuff, right? Well, it's that memorabilia that you get from it. So grab a yeah. tweet. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so, um, good. No, so tell us a little bit more about what you do, what your role is, and it can be related to the Super Bowl or in general. What are you busy doing day-to-day? here. And how did you get there, too? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so I graduated from Duke in 2014. I always knew I wanted to be in sports. I swam in college. Um, I just grew up loving sports, and to be able to marry that with a career was going to be the dream for me. I interned for, for Nike prior to my senior year, met some folks, and through that, after I graduated, I, I worked for the ACC for a bit, doing some marketing uh, and brand marketing things, and then out of the blue, someone that I worked with at Nike was down in L.A. Uh, working for Twitter. And from there, it's really about who you know, and as much as sometimes it pains us to say that, uh, the connections really help you kind of get to that that next level. So uh, one thing led to another, and I was moving across the country to go work uh, in our L.A. office on our sales team, so working with media entertainment brands to help advertise and promote TV shows and movies. Um, And then about two years ago, uh, an opening came in, in New York on our sports partnerships team, and it was the best mix of everything you could dream of, East Coast, sports, still at Twitter with a great group of people, so I couldn't say no, and then I was moving back east to join our partnership team and what I do kind of on a, on a daily basis is I work with a, a slew of different partners whether it's the NFL, ESPN, Leach Report to really help them bring the best content they have onto the platform. Um, I think you can't just post one piece of content to multiple platforms. I really do think every platform has a certain use case. So we help them kind of learn the ins and outs of Twitter, what works, what doesn't, to really make sure their fans are getting what they want to see out of out of their content. Um, and then we help kind of monetize all of that content as well on, on the business side. Um, and then again, just kind of teaching them best practices, how to, how to speak to their fans, how to tweet during a game, how to maybe uh, do some out-of-the-box type of stuff. So it's a it's a good remit and a, a pretty big mix of different things, um, but it's been fun nonetheless. Yeah. Um, let's talk about fans. Yeah. Um, how has the demo around sports events or major events gone up, gone down? Um, who is the audience? I, I know we do a lot of stuff with young people as well, and they seem to come to Twitter a little bit later. Mm. Um, but how has that evolved over time, not just in the U.S., but... In other parts of the world, a lot of parts of the world where Twitter's available. Yeah, I think we're starting to see uh, kind of a shift with that. Um, we do have kind of an older demo, more than you see your Snapchats of the world, your TikToks of the world. Um, but we have seen it kind of skew skew younger, and I think that's something that speaks to our partners and why we've been able to get certain content onto the platform is we are a way to reach a little bit of a younger audience. Um, but from a global perspective, Twitter Twitter is huge in Japan. In Japan it's actually um, one of the largest largest kind of groups that we see. Um, so we're continuing to grow, and I think that's something that, that truly speaks to what we've been doing with the product and the content and our partners. So. Um, talk a little bit about the, the large activation here, which will share some of the pictures that we've seen. 
we saw Andrew Hawkins over there, who's a graduate of our program, mm -hmm. and has been really, really engaged in the platform. Uh, one of Tom's protégés, as a matter of fact. He loves you guys. Uh, always, always speaks well to you guys. Yeah, he's uh, he's been a great partner. Um, and a great alumnus for us. Um, what have some of the athletes and celebrities been doing when they've been coming by? Is it live content? Is it stuff that you're kind of soundbiting that's going to go you know, over a period of time? How has that worked out, and, and why is Radio Row important to Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. We, Radio Row, we started this about three years ago. We just saw an opportunity to really be able to engage with not only athletes, but the slew of different media outlets and, and folks that are here, and, and we couldn't miss out on that opportunity, and, and we've developed such a great relationship with the league to allow us to do this on, on Radio Row to either develop content or talk Twitter best practices or different ways to engage with your community on the platform. So this year at Radio Row, again, like I said, we really wanted to bring that world's global sports bar to life. Uh, so you'll kind of see it. Uh, it looks like a bar. It has kind of that double-decker feel, just like a cool lounge area for, for players to come and chill and uh, do different things, but not only kind of hang out and, and learn about Twitter, but capturing content uh, in partnership with the Checkdown, which is a handle of the NFL, kind of their fun parody account, if you will. Um, so we're doing some different stuff there, and then we have a screen full of data. Twitter is obviously a, a, a platform that consumes different data and things like that, and we've been able to show players kind of their most mentioned tweet or how many mentions they've had over the year, how many tweets they've had over the year, just to really show how impactful they are on the platform. Um, so we've done a, a slew of different things, and I think uh, this one this is one of our best best ones yet. So we're nearing the end of our time. I have to ask, what uh -oh, projects here it comes. are you excited about post-Super Bowl besides rest and sleep? <laughs> um, what projects are exciting you that are coming up that you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, besides uh, having confetti tweets rain down on the Super Bowl champion on Sunday, um, I think I'm really most looking forward to developing programs around uh, prep sports moving forward. Interesting. Um, We've done some really cool programs in partnership with Intersport and Adidas, um, Friday Night Stripes and Three Stripe Live mm -hmm. being two of them. And it's not only being able to feature these, these kids who excel at the sport they're playing, um, but just seeing the reaction on the other side of, of how cool they think it is and, and being able to show their friends that they were on Twitter and, and seeing how much it actually means to them. And not only the athletes, the, the schools, the, the athletic directors, the principals, it just means so much. And being able to have that, I think, is something I'm looking forward and to. And those programs were more live events on Twitter versus um, what most people would traditionally think of like snackable little post that would come up, correct? Absolutely. We, it was a live game series for yep. each one and, and being able to... One was football, one was basketball? Uh, one was football, Friday Night Stripes was football, yep. and then Three Stripe Live was a mix of girls, high school right. volleyball correct. and uh, club high school volleyball yep. and soccer. Um, so, so Three Stripe Live too and being able to amplify women's sports um, is something that we really, really enjoyed doing as well. So just being able to, to do that for those kids and have them see that. And, again, it's just going to carry on as they excel in their own sport. But that was very rewarding to me, being an athlete in high school and, and throughout throughout college. That would have never happened in my, my lifetime. So being able to kind of reward those kids for it and see their reaction was, was pretty cool. And especially the support of women's sports is going to be invaluable going forward. Exactly, absolutely. I think there's a stat out there that 4% of live sports coverage, only 4% out of all of that, 4% of it is related to women. So so being able to have a piece in that and help amplify that was, was truly rewarding. Mm -hmm. Well, how can people find you? Do you want more followers? Yes. Or yes. Oh, what oh, a plug. Know, I, but before we get to that, 
when you started, were you active on, on social media platforms or did you just have to kind of, okay, now I'm doing it, I'm going to get thrown into the mix? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. I feel like it's one that a lot of people who start at Twitter get asked. Um, I had a Twitter. I was more of a lurker, as, as we call ourselves, kind of using my timeline as a news source. Yeah, and, and which, which sure. most people do, actually. Exactly. And it's so. the and it's, there's no wronger way to use, right. wrong wrong or right way to use Twitter. Um, being able to use it and follow the news and get updates in real time is, is perfectly, perfectly fine. I do find myself tweeting more now that I work at Twitter and kind of chiming in and obviously getting involved with, with the content and things like that. So um, it, it's just fun. It's a good, it's just a fun platform. So how do we find you? Uh, you can follow me at W-I-X-X-Y, at Wixy. Wow. Do you have a check? Next I do not. Wow. I know. That's surprising. So. It's, all, it's all good. Anyway. The quest for the blue check. Yeah. <laughs> Mine just showed up on a Sunday once. It was really kind of strange. There you go. So. We're, we're a surprise no and delight kind of company. We that's, got you. That's the way it should be. <laughs> so we want to wrap us up, LJ? Sure. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk Thanks to us today. Me. I really do feel, Tom, you'll have to meet him when we're back. You will. In we'll have you up on campus for sure. Very upset yeah, we'll, we'll uh, campus, Bay Ridge, Breezy, we'll find that's each right, other. That's right, we'll find a place. So. <laughs> we'll find you. But thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, this has been another episode of The Cusp Show coming to you from Radio Road. Heading into Super Bowl. We'll talk to you on the next one.